Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. Tom. And we're booksmen. Yeah. We're going to talk about a book. It's the same book we've been talking about. Yeah, it's it's not weeks. a new book. I'm not, I don't know why I'm uh, <laughs> acting like this is going to be a, an announcement. Uh, it's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? We're into the third week of this. Tom, are you reading this book or are you listening to it? It's the same either way, but I did read this. It's week. not the same either way. Tim, it 100% is the same. I can give you scientific studies. I don't want to read those. Bu- did you listen to the studies? Because you probably didn't understand them if you did. No, I read them. People gave me shit for giving you shit. Yeah. And like, honestly, I'm just giving you shit because I don't like you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it, it, it's it's not because I, I mean, I do think it's not reading if you're listening to something. Like, you can't say I read that book if you listen to it. Yeah, you can. I think it's it's splitting hairs to do that, because, to say that. But, no, because if, if, if you say... Well, you think if somebody says, uh, I listened to a book, you would think that they just like uh, ran their thumb across the the pages and went like, Whoa. No, I, li- uh, I, I listened to a recording of a man reading a book. A man read me that book. Yeah. Would you like it that way? Yeah. The, a man read that book to me. Yeah. And I like Because you didn't read a book. If you didn't read a book, you didn't read a book. And it's fine. I'm not one to it's be pedantic. You, hey, you fucking are one to be pedantic. That's 90% of your shtick. And B, it's your whole thing is that it's not fine. Tim, you say it's fine about things... Like, in the middle of you having a huge problem with things, where he's like, it's fine, it's fine, when obviously it's not fine as far as you're concerned. Yeah, it's because I'm a people pleaser, and I want everybody to be comfortable. <laughs> not a people pleaser, either. <sighs> what? It's fine. It's n- You don't think it's fine. Well, you're, ju- you're just going to push back. That's the way you, you start the episode. Like, uh, you didn't read it, you listened to it, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna... I just want to. I want to state for the record: you claim you're reading a book, and you're not. You're listening to somebody else who is reading the book out loud. That's fine. Yeah, but they're there's no problem everything. with it's it. Not that they're just like you know, uh, they're sitting there reading it, going like, yeah, and then Deckard went over there, like they're uh, you know reading it out loud. Yeah, that's. So, like a book that was read to you as a child, do you see that as like I never read that book? I wouldn't say I read that book. I would say somebody read me that book. I don't know what happened in it. They could have made everything I'm not up. saying that you Do don't you know what guy, happened. You think I'm narrators... just saying you didn't read the book. No, I think he's, I, I think legally they're like required to read it verbatim. <laughs> I think it's probably in their contract. Yeah. And look, some people prefer it. Some people prefer audiobooks to mm-hmm. reading a book, yeah. and that's fine. But it's you can't say you read a book if you didn't read a book. So if somebody's blind, they've never read a book. If somebody's if somebody's reading a book via braille, or you're like, you didn't read a book, you felt a book, you idiot. Yeah, I wouldn't call him an idiot. You reserve that for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I called you an idiot yet. Stop Stop saying you're reading a book, blind people. You're feeling it. Yeah. Is that so hard to say? <laughs> We're going to get letters. Tim, what happened last week on the previous episode of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Who does? You listened to a man read you the book. I don't think the- I even, I think it was the first episode I listened to a little of it because I was driving in the car a lot and I was like, oh, let me listen to part of this because I had the audible and the, uh, the, the whisper sync, Tom. Yeah. Whisper sync. Tom's at page- No whispering on the show. No, we, we have a rule. He's at page 36. Okay. Okay. This is the book talking to the audio book? Yeah. Yeah, why don't we call audiobooks books then, Tom? Why would they call them audiobooks if they're just books? I mean, books still in the word. 
Yeah, but why don't we just call them books? If, you, if, you're, if your call... claim is they're exactly the same as books, mm-hmm. why don't we just call them books? Why don't we call print books visual books? Because they're just books. The definition of a book is, is inherent in it. Right. So why don't we call audiobooks books? Do you look down on me because I'm reading the e-book of this? No, I don't look down do you, on you, do you for think, listening to it. Do you, well, you do. I just want accuracy. We're journalists after all, Tom. <laughs> all right, so uh, he went to uh, this guy, Decker. Deckard. Deckard. John Deckard. Richard. Richard Deckard. He uh, he was, uh, there was a nude woman at Rick. one point. Rick. Rick. Rick Deckard. Cool name. They didn't change it for the movie. Well, we'll know. Uh, uh, I believe he is still, that's his name. I know his Rick name's Deckard, Deckard in the movie. Um, he, he had a sheep. He mm-hmm. was electric. Yeah, he dreamed about it. Uh, there was a an android that uh, he was. Oh, oh! An android was trying to get away from the top bounty hunter and and lasered him. Yeah, with a laser tube. And that guy went. And so Deckard's like, okay, I'm gonna go find this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a lady also that he was uh, gonna catch because um, she's an android. And this old man came out. He's like, she's not an android. She's my daughter or something. Yeah. But it turns out he wasn't trying to catch her. Oh. But it turns out she was an android. But she didn't know it. She didn't know it. Mm. Um, and then there's this whole other guy, yeah, right? John Isidore. And he's a... a, a special. Special. Mm-hmm. And he went and visited this lady, and she was topless, and you really kept driving that home. And uh, I forget what happened. Oh, she said, like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm Rachel Rosen. And then he was like, oh, nice to meet you. And she's like, no, that's not my name. It's uh, uh, Pris. I forget what she said her last name was. But it was like a weird thing because, like, he, you know, he was just like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not. <laughs> right. But that was a clue to us of like, oh, this is the same person. Right. Or maybe not the same person. Maybe an, a copy of that person. You know, like, because it's not a person. It's an android. Maybe just the same model android or whatever. Right, right. We'll find out. Um. Yes, and where we left off, he was going after Luba Luft. Luba? Was it Luba? Is that her name? Or Lufa? <laughs> well, it probably wasn't Lufa. I think it was Luba Luft, uh, who is, uh, you know, on the on the old list, the list of possible Nexus Sixes out in the world, <laughs> escaped, that uh, was an opera singer. Right. Uh, and he went to administer the test to her and, uh, she was like, nah, you're just some pervert who, uh, you know, came into the women's dressing room like, oh, I'm a bounty hunter. I need to ask you a bunch of sexual questions, which in fairness to her, yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds like it could have been a possibility. Right. Um, so she called. A cop. Um, she called the cops, and the cops came, and they were like, oh, we're going to look into this guy, and nothing checked out. The The cop had never heard of Deckard. Uh, the, oh, I remember this. The police yeah, yeah, station yeah. had never heard of Deckard. Uh, uh, he went to, he called up his boss, and he was like, here, talk to him. And there was nobody on the Nobody line. on the phone. So now the cop's like, well, we're going to take you downtown. We're going to get this sorted out. We're going to take it downtown. Right. Deckard's like, oh, man, I'm screwed. Although, I think in the back of his mind, Deckard's also wondering, like, shit, am I an android? Are, like, my memories false memories? Like, So androids have false memories. A lot not, of them don't know they're androids? Not all of them, but some, yeah. Some Is that d- something we don't officially know yet in the book? Is that going to be, like, revealed to us? Um... No, I think it's been talked about, but we're going to we're going to see more instances of it this week. Um, yeah, where some androids. Well, no, because Rachel Rosen didn't know she was an android. Right. So she had false memory. You know, that that android was maybe only uh, maybe like a year old. 
but was given 18 that android was not 18 years old but was given 18 years worth of memories give right. or take that and like we said it was a vicky from small wonder situation <laughs> in what way her dad implanted the memories in her and uh, uh made a robot child i don't know why did that guy make Small Wonder? I don't know. He had a kid he had already. A whole, yeah, he had a family. Like yeah. he didn't need. It would be one thing if it was like, oh, we really want a child, but yeah. you know, we can't right. have a child. But they had this other kid, and he's like, I'll build this kid anyway. Yeah, imagine like I mean, we both grew up with uh, a four-member household. Uh, yeah. We each had brothers. Classic uh, four top. Yeah, classic four top. Imagine if one day, like, uh, your dad came up from the basement. He's like, uh, I made a robot kid. Yeah. It's going to be better than you. Yeah, it's going like, to be, like, smarter. <laughs> like, enough is enough with you two. <laughs> I'm just not getting out of, out of uh, our situation what I expected. I've made a robot child that uh, I expect everybody to treat like a regular kid. Yeah, now. I'll be real offended if you if you don't treat it like it's just a regular person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't take any offenses. Don't take this as me not being happy with you kids. Just made a robot. Mm. So, Deckard's going downtown with... Deckard's uh, going down. With uh, uh, Officer Crams. <laughs> Officer Crams. Yeah. Love this guy. He's my favorite character <laughs> so far. Um, So, they're flying to the police station, and it's like this big police station. Whoa, whoa, whoa flying yeah man they got hover cars wow have i not mentioned hover cars yeah, i think you did yeah they sound pretty cool it What's, is what kind of sounds do they make though nice and then see this they... is why i should be listening to books yeah. instead of reading them and then when they drive away they go nice this book, this book is great. I didn't realize how good this book was. Yeah. So they're flying in the hover car, and they're going up, and he's describing the police station. He's like, this police station looks badass. Like, you know, it's, it's very nice looking. It's like, there's just one problem. I've never heard of this police station before. This is very strange. What's um, the police station called? I forget. It's in San Francisco, but it has like a different, it's like, oh, this precinct or whatever. And Deckard's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, so he goes in and there's like a bunch of, uh, you know, it's like a somewhat work in police station. And he's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, Maybe he thinks he's being punked. <laughs> I think I he does think he's being punked by androids of all, of all things. Does he think... Uh, he's on the Jamie Kennedy experiment, except Jamie Kennedy, it turns out, is an android. I don't know if in this version of the JKX. future that uh, Jamie Kennedy ex- experiment happened or not. Wow. They don't mention it. I mean, that would be crazy if Philip K. Dick predicted that <laughs> specifically. He predicted a lot of things. It's true. Um, he predicted the movie Blade Runner. He didn't predict the movie Blade Runner. Then, well, then you explain how this book is so similar. It's true. I guess you're right. He did predict the movie Blade Runner. Uh, he gets introduced to this guy. Uh, I think he's Lieutenant Lieutenant Garland. Dan. What? Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan? Dan? No, it's Lieutenant Garland. If he had predicted Lieutenant Dan. Now too. that's something. Uh, is this Lieutenant Garland who's like, Kind of treating them like pretty okay of just like, yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this. Not like, you're a damn dirty android. Like, uh, so he's like, I'm going to bring in uh, one. uh, Is it it, it's Judy Garland? No, it's a man. Uh, But he's. Does he at any point go, you know me, it's me, Judy. (laughs) No, I don't think so. You see the uh, trailer for that uh, Judy Garland movie starring no. Renee Zellweger? Is that what she it's says? It's me, Judy. Oh, no, I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And everybody's like, oh, she's going to win an Oscar for her brave performance of Judy Garland. She's like, every every scene in the trailer, she's like, 
Archie Judy Garland, how come nobody likes me anymore? It's good. It's good. It's a good. She really embodies Judy Garland. It sounds like it. In the last year of her life. At well, the no, time, she didn't know it would be. Nobody liked Judy Garland anymore because she wasn't a little girl anymore, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And she was always like, oh, I want to do more drugs. Yeah. Just drugs. Yeah, she nobody drugs. likes drugs. No, they're, hey, you say nope to dope, right? Yeah. Say hell no to heroin. Yeah. Hey, no, it's a no. You're, a hero loses with heroin. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drugs, anti drugs campaign. Yeah. Pay us in drugs, pay us in cocaine. Yeah. Colombian powder. Classic hypocrites. Um, we come up with awesome anti-drug s- slogans, but the only way we can do it is, is by it? taking drugs. <laughs> I was reading about angel dust lately. They yeah. don't really have angel dust anymore. Yeah? Which makes sense. They have, like, I'm sure way crazier stuff than angel dust. Well, no, it's mostly, I mean, yeah, but, like, uh, a ketamine was kind of like a derivative of angel dust, and I think it was mostly like, oh, this was, like, what we were after in the first place. <laughs> like, yeah, let's just have, uh, you know, ketamine now yeah. instead of angel dust. See, people don't jump out of windows. Yeah, I don't, I, the only thing they ever taught is they're like, don't do angel dust, otherwise you might jump out of a third-story window like Helen Hunt. Yeah, but that- they... But it was also like they would scare us about that, and then they'd be like, "Oh, also every other drug is like this too." So also yeah. like uh, marijuana, you might jump out of a window because yeah. you think you can fly. Also, like jumping out of a window isn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, it can be. <laughs> yeah, but you rarely hear about people jumping out of a window, and it's fine. Yeah, because it would be unremarkable. They're gonna be like. Hey, front page news, a man jumped out of a second story window and he was fine. You know, I would question if the if that's worth the reporter's time to write up the editor to, <laughs> to to edit it and then somebody to come up with a headline and then print it down at the uh, the, uh, the newspaper printing, printing plant. Yeah. Um so anyway. the newsboy to, to Ride his bike by your home and and go news here and throw the. That's not what newspaper. no. You're getting paper boys confused with newsies. Yeah, well, I like to imagine a world in which, uh, they're one and the same. I'd like to Is see that such a crazy fantasy. I'd like to see a movie called Paper Boys v Newsies. Ooh, whoever wins, we all lose. Um. So uh, uh, the problem with the Alien vs. President Predator movie <laughs> is that there should have been no humans in it. So anyway, go on. Oh, a hundred percent. It should just be a C- get Pixar on the line, yeah. make it a CGI movie. Nice. You know, Pixar in the beginning they were like, "We're gonna we're gonna abandon this kid shit soon, and we're gonna make some real Did tough they say guy that? stuff." Yeah, like that was kind of. We're gonna make some tough guy stuff. Yeah, I think they were <laughs> planning an Alien vs. Predator movie with no humans in it. From <laughs> what right. I understand, like we haven't secured the rights yet, but yeah. uh... <laughs> this whole thing has been a play to 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 get the rights to AVP, and they're very close. And as soon as they make enough money. And they're they're almost there. Well, they own Fox now. That was probably oh yeah yeah. So they could do it now. Okay. Well, forget it. They're gonna they're gonna jettison all that kid stuff. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be all AVP movies. Something for everyone. Yeah. So Garland's like, I'm gonna bring in our one of our bounty hunters. This guy Phil Resch. I know him. Well, then you you're a step ahead of. Uh, Deckard, because he didn't know him. He's like, I know all the- Phil Lesh? The Grateful Phil- Dead? No, Phil Resch. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in our bounty hunter. And Deckard's like, I never heard of this goddamn bounty hunter. Uh, and then they're like, you want to, uh, you get a phone call. Ooh, who uh, does he call? Well, they're like. Uh, uh, no 976 numbers. <laughs> he's like, I want to call my wife. And they're like, you, you don't want to call a lawyer? He's like, nah, I'll call my wife. My wife will call a lawyer. I'll call my sad wife. Yeah. So he calls his wife on the video phone. They give him, uh, it's the future, so a phone call costs 50 cents. Mm. Uh, but they give him a 50. That's one thing he guessed right. <laughs> they give him a 50 cent piece to call his wife. 
he calls up his wife and uh, uh, some other lady answers the video phone. Oh, no. So he hangs up. He's like, oh, God, I'm being fucked with here or something. Because yeah. uh, no, that ain't my Was wife. that a lady or was that Jamie Kennedy in uh, prosthetics? <laughs> yeah, he is. He doesn't stand on the line long enough to find out. Yeah, he's going to kick himself. And he's like, oh, it's Jamie Kennedy in elaborate prosthetics, wasn't it? So, um, sorry, the, that wasn't his wife. The next chapter, chapter 11, mm-hmm. bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe there's some moral bankruptcy in this chapter, right? Th- there kind of is, to be honest with you. Uh, Phil Lesh from the Grateful Dead, he walks out. He's like, I got, I, uh, there's, uh, somebody wants to trade some booth likes with me. For some reason, he's involved in bootleg trading too. <laughs> but he's like, "Oh no!" He's like, "I'm gonna go get my uh, my test apparatus." He has a different test uh, than for androids. For androids, okay. than Deckard has. So he's like, "I'm gonna go get all my." Man, te- Deckard's friggin' world is crashing around. Oh him, huh? yeah, he's being. You know, he's not sure if like, am I an android or Are am they I being gaslighting? Yeah, him? or am uh. I being gaslit like crazy? Where basically he's like, either I'm an android or all these people are androids. Right. Um, so he goes and gets his equipment, and sure enough, as soon as he leaves the office, Garland pulls uh, pulls the old uh, laser gun on him. Oh. And he's like, uh, you son of a bitch. You got too close. And Garland's like, yeah, I'm an android. Uh, yeah, I came from... Wait, why would they give up the, the ruse? I don't know that. I mean, that part is a little like, you know, where it's, it's like, like nah, oh, we're fooling him. him. Maybe yeah. his world is crashing around him now to reassure him that he is right and uh, make it clear that he needs to defeat us. Right. So he tells him, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the androids that escaped from Mars. This whole uh, is this Crams or Phil Lesh? Uh, this is Garland. Garland. Oh, there's so many guys. Yeah, Judy Garland. It's me, <laughs> Judy, and I'm an android. Yeah. So he's telling him like, yeah, I'm one of the one of the Nexus Sixes that escaped from Mars. This whole place is a closed loop. Like everybody in this police station, you know, they all think actually it's like not real clear if there were other cops it seemed like there were but maybe there weren't uh but he's like yeah like people don't like uh this guy phil like he doesn't really leave here he does so he's like he doesn't know and he's like oh he doesn't know he's an android um and then they're talking about uh like empathy and stuff and androids like not having empathy um because I, oh, I forget what it is, but Deckard does something where uh, Garland's like, "Oh, I would have never done that shit. Like that's a human thing. Like you guys are knuckleheads for having empathy." But then Resh comes in. Garland pulls his gun on Resh. Resh uh, annihilates him. Blows blows his head off. Why? Why did that happen? Because he got a gun pulled on him, but he's got quick reflexes. No, why did he? Why did he pull a gun on Resh? Because aren't Re- they on the same side? Yeah, but that's what uh, that's what Garland starts talking about. That he's like, oh, we don't have sympathy for each other. Like androids don't care about other androids. Humans at a base level care about other humans. Androids don't give a shit about other androids unless it can help us out. Right. Uh, which makes sense because it's how these tests work to see if somebody's an android or not, to see if they have any empathy. Right. Um, but wouldn't they act logically? Right? Isn't that what an android should do? Yeah. And I, th- well, I think Garland was worried like, uh, Resh is going to test you, find out you're not an android, and then I'm, then I got trouble on my hands. Uh, so I'm going to kill him and then I'm going to kill you. Hmm. Um, but but Resh gets the upper hand on him, and then they uh, uh, Deckard's like, well, I'm not going to tell him about what we were talking about. Not everything. Because he's also thinking in his head, this guy might be screwing with me. Right. That that Resh might not be an android, and this is just, you know, uh, uh, you know he's playing uh, mind chess with me, telling yeah. me all this stuff. So they pull a weekend at Bernie's with his body. <laughs> where they're like, let's prop up his body. Like it's uh, 
Is Rush like, what, what was he shooting at me for? Yeah, but 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 Deckard's like, he was an android. This whole place is crawling with androids. Uh. Let's prop this guy up like he's working at his desk, and let's me and you hightail it out of there, mm. out of here. And Resh is like, okay, I'm going to handcuff you and take you up to the hover car uh, so nobody has any... Uh, any questions? You know, they see me with you and you're handcuffed. It's like he's transporting right, a, right. a suspect or whatever. Uh, they sneak out. Um, and uh, uh, Resh still has no idea he's an android. Resh starts talking to Deckard about how he's got a pet squirrel. And uh, he really likes taking care of the squirrel. And he lets the squirrel run around his apartment. And it's a lot of fun. That's that's mayhem. <laughs> I know. So now they're like, all right, we're we're in cahoots. We're together now. We're partners. We're going to go find this Luba Luft. We got to go find her before she gets, because she knows we're hot on the trail. Mm-hmm. We got to get away. And Deckard's like, I don't know if this guy's an android or not, but like, I got bigger fish to fry. He doesn't. Luba Luft. Yeah. He's like, if he, if he is an android, he doesn't know. So I feel somewhat at ease. Let's go mm-hmm. after Luba Luft. They go to a museum, and they find her. Oh, I thought they were just going, <laughs> first, let's stop and have a nice time. No, they they go to a museum where she is. What's she doing at a museum, just hiding out? Or just having a nice I day? I think she like wanted to go to a public place. Mm. She knew they would be on her tail. They talk about squirrels a little bit. Uh, Luba tells Resh, she's like, oh, by the way, Knucklehead, you're an android. <laughs> Like, I know you. <laughs> You're from Mars, like me. You're an android. And he's like, oh, God damn it. But he's still not sure if he believes her. Um, so they're like, all right, we got to get her out of here. We're in public. Um, and he talks about how, I guess, androids, when they're in public, are kind of programmed to, like, not draw attention. Right. But he's like, oh, as soon as we get her in private, she's going to you know, uh, go balls out. She's going to not care about appearances and try and android us to death. So why don't they just shoot her there, dead? In public? Yeah. It's not... I think he's a little worried about, like, that there's a lot of people in the museum and that, like, if he misses or whatever, it could turn into a thing. But they're walking out. She's, like, kind of being calm. Can't they just arrest her? Uh, that's kind of what they're doing. I think she can break the handcuffs. I think androids are pretty strong. Really? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but she, but he kind of knows how androids act that he's like, well, if I act like authoritative, she'll just kind of go along with it because they don't, they're programmed to not make scenes. I've broken out of handcuffs before. You've never broken out of handcuffs. Yeah. When I got arrested. I can lock pick pretty well nowadays, by the way. Have you been practicing? Yeah. On what? A lock? Some kind of lock? Oh, I see. Yeah, I oh, have, wow. I got a clear You have lock. a clear lock. Can I see this? Yeah. It's a clear padlock. Um, and this is to learn how to pick locks? Yep. I have a lock picking kit, too. Wow. Um, it's pretty fun. Yeah. We have a friend who took uh, a locksmith class. Yeah. But he had to quit because everybody there was just shady and wanted to know how to do that stuff to uh, do Break crimes. Into apartments, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot we have a our friend Robbie. Yeah, does that? Don't I say sh- his name. That's fine. I didn't say his these, last name. These criminals might be after him. I should ask. I should challenge Robbie to design a lock I can't pick. Wow. And That'll be we'll fun for all of us. <laughs> we'll live stream it. <laughs> So uh, uh, they're they're taking her out. They're taking Luba left out back to the hover car, and they walk past like the fucking gift shop. And she's like, "Oh, I'll buy me that painting." And he's like, "Uh, you know they sell paintings in the gift shop? I guess they sell a few in the, in the future, maybe. I reproductions. Guess. Okay, yeah, like prints. Did she say buy me a print? Yeah, she wanted a, a painting called Puberty. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> what the fuck does that <laughs> supposed to mean? Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Tim, have you not gone through puberty? Is that what you're... No. I mean, yeah, I have. Of yeah, course, we all have. Um, and the, the, the 
bookstore or the gift store employees like we only have that in a book and he's like how much is a book it's 25 bucks fine i'll take it and uh she even says to him like wow that's like really nice like an android wouldn't buy me that book but you're not an android you're a human that's real nice right and then she's just like talking about how uh androids suck (laughs) she's like androids suck man humans like She's like, you get the impression possibly she's buttering him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the elevator, uh, and he's like, oh, like I kind of don't want to kill her. Like she's, you know, buttering me up or whatever. And I think she's into me. Yeah, a little bit. And then Reich is like, like this is ridiculous. We should just, you know, retire her now. Or this is too risky. And he's like. Oh, all right, fine. Do it. Prove prove it right. Like he's saying, she's saying you're an android, and androids don't have feelings. And now you're saying, yeah, and we should just plug her right now. Go That'd ahead, solve his problem. Go go ahead, prove her right that you're an android and you don't have feelings, and just go ahead and kill her. And he's like, all right, and he does. He shoots her, and he's like, oh god damn it. Um, uh, but he only like blows a hole in her stomach, so then Deckard has to like put her out of her misery. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good thing for Deckard, kind of. But then they they run. Deckard he caught the lady. He killed the lady he was supposed to kill. Yeah. So then uh, Deckard does. Uh, this guy's making things too complicated for himself. Deckard does his test on Reich, and turns out Reich isn't uh, an android. He's it's a Reich now. Reich, Resh, Resh, uh, R E S C H. Resh, I guess. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, I didn't listen to audio. Oh, if only I'd listened to audio book, I'd know how to pronounce his name. So sorry. Um, it. You know what I was thinking when I read uh, the first Harry Potter book. What. That kids uh, had a had a hell of a time sending out Hermione. Um, oh yeah, that's before a those one. movies came out, Hermione. Right? Yeah, here Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when you would buy Harry Potter, they would tell you uh, it's pronounced Hermione when at like the, at the at point the of cash purchase. Register. Yeah. yeah. Um, they say that when you buy any book. <laughs> It's pronounced to this Hermione. day, yeah. So uh, uh, he tests Reich, gives him the old uh, Android test. He's not an Android, uh, and then he's like, "I do an Android test once in a while of uh, the internet speed on my phone." <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. You have an iPhone. The listener doesn't know that. So the listener is in stitches right now, Tom. So then they're talking about like, well, wait a minute, but you didn't feel bad killing that, uh, the, you know, Lufa, Luva. And he's like, yeah, I didn't feel bad because she's an Android. And then, uh, he's like, oh, maybe you just have like, you're, you're psychotic or whatever. You have a little bit of it. And he's like, no, I'm not psychotic. Like, wait, you cared. It's not a person. It's a machine. And then Deckard fi- figures out that he has empathy for female androids. Mm, it's a real horn dog. Yeah, because this guy Reich runs a test on him, uh, and uh, yeah, he finds out he's like test. He, uh, he's like run. Give me this question, Deckard. He's like, give me this question and tell me what the what the little needles say. And it's like, uh, you know, you kill an android, and it's like no reaction. It's like you kill a sexy female yeah. android, and woo-woo. and he goes va 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 voom. Yeah, and uh, this guy uh, Rash is like, oh, here's what you should do: uh, sleep with an android and then kill it. Your mm. problem is you're killing androids, then you want to sleep with them. Sleep with an android, then kill it, and it'll be fine. It'll solve your problems. And he's like, oh, I'll take it into consideration. This, this that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, actually, but we'll go with it. Yeah, I read it a few times because I was like, I'm not really following. But anyway, <laughs> chapter thirteen, John Isidore, uh, he's coming home. We we switch back to him. He's got a bunch of food. He's got a bottle of wine. 
He spent two weeks' salary on food. He's got a bottle of wine. He got to have a safety deposit box at Bank of America. They still have Bank of America in the future. That's hey, that's probably accurate. And he, what year is it supposed to take place in? I mean, I think it's supposed to take place in like the nineties. Okay. Um, but uh, they he, had Bank of America in the nineties. <laughs> you were gonna say that? He goes to Pris's uh, apartment. With all the food, and she's like real excited at first, and then she's like, "Oh, it's wasted on me because she's an android." Right. Um, and then she's like, "She doesn't say to him she's an android unless she, did she say that before? <laughs> I don't think she did. But uh, if she didn't, then this is all going over his head because she's like, "Oh, I had seven friends, but bounty hunters probably got most of them by now. We all lived on Mars, but Mars is real lonely." And she's telling him about how uh, people would send auto rockets full of old uh, pre-colonial science fiction to to Mars. And you would just see like, you know, out in the middle of Mars, you would see like a little blinker going off. And you'd be like, oh, that's an auto rocket. And you go find it. And there would be a bunch of old science fiction. And you'd read it all. But then you'd sell it because it was worth a fortune. And then two androids come to her. I, I that doesn't seem important. No. Is that not important? Okay. It, it took up a big chunk though. They were yeah. talking about a bunch. I was going to ask you to repeat it, but I feel like I don't need to know that. No. Okay. But then two there's a knock at the door and it's Roy and Ermgard. Oh, Ermgard. Who's Roy again? Roy and Ermgard Batty. They're uh I don't think we've met them before. Uh, but they are androids. They're two of the other uh, escaped androids, wanted androids. For you told me that there weren't that many androids running around. No, and but then they've six. introduced us into to, to like a ton of androids. Well, I they think, all hang out together. I think there were eight from Mars, and that guy Dave Holden retired too, and then got plugged by the third. Yeah, and Polikov. so. And We've now met Deckard, all six just over the course of a couple hours. Yeah, Deckard plug three, and these are the other three now. Wow, there's only three androids. Yeah, left. I mean we're three quarters of the way through the book. So, okay. um, I thought, yeah, all right. Um, so they they come in and they're talk and they're talking. They should go further away. <laughs> uh, they're all hanging out in San Francisco. I think a lot of the country is like unhabitable. Because yeah. of the World War Three, all right. Um, so they're talking with Pris, and they're like, "We're in trouble." Like this guy Deckard, he's he's he killed three people. Like he's gonna find us soon. He's pretty good, it seems like. And they're like, "We should set up a trap in the apartment with the pe- with one of them Penfield devices, you know, the mood alternators." Yeah, and we'll put it on developed like, by. Penfield. Matt Penfield. <laughs> we'll set it up in the apartment with like an alarm or whatever, like a like a booby trap, so that uh it'll make him real nervous. It'll make him real anxious if somebody comes up here. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Setting that as a trap. Yeah. Yeah. So in chapter fifteen, the last chapter of this part. Mm-hmm. Um of the book? No. They vote about what to do, the three androids, and they vote to stay. Um, so they're going to stay. It's a weird, actually, like chapter 15 starts with just like three paragraphs that finish up the last chapter (laughs) of like, we vote to stay. And then it switches POV back to Deckard or not POV, but who we're following back to Deckard. So Deckard's had a pretty big day. Plug three androids. Yeah. How do you unwind? You go down to animal row. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> you, I was about to say that before you said it. Yeah. I wanted to say it in unison. But. So he goes down to Animal Row, the animal district. He's checking out all the wares. <laughs> this guy loves animals. Everybody, Everybody loves. does. Is there, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's there, and it's basically like a, like a used car salesman type thing where like you know he's checking out the animals, and somebody comes down there like, hey, she's a beaut, isn't she? I'll tell you what. I can put you in her for- uh, Ew. <laughs> for this put much Put you down. in this animal. Um, Deckard asked about uh, uh, rabbits. He's like, "Hey, how much to get this uh, family of rabbits?" And he's like, "You don't I want like the bunnies." He's like, "You don't want rabbits. Everybody's got rabbits." I'm telling you, I'm looking at you, pal. You're a goat man. <laughs> and Deckard falls for. It. He's like, "I am a goat man. I do deserve a." Hey, goat. Uh, 
who is uh, who's Deckard played by Jim Brewer? <laughs> Good one. Saturday Night Live's Goat yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he shows him this beautiful uh, black female goat. Uh, young, still got a lot of life ahead of it. And then he's telling he's like, the great thing about having a goat as your animal is that goats are the only animals you can have where you can train them. That if somebody tries to steal them, they can headbutt them. Ah, and they can eat tin cans. That's actually one of the other things where he's like, look, a lot of times these animals get into shit. Everything's radioactive nowadays. They eat something radioactive, it kills them. Not goats. They can eat anything. Yeah, they got, yeah, they can eat tin cans. Yeah, you need to. You have a bunch of. In the future, do they have like a lot of tin cans that they need to get rid of? <laughs> it's not clear. I uh, imagine they would, though. Yeah. And a goat would be the perfect solution. They probably can't, you know, plow through them, but like they can help. They can yeah. pitch in. They can take care of a household's worth of tin cans. Yeah, maybe the neighbors' tin cans once in a while for a for a price. So he's like, you, you know, my what? back, I scratch yours. <laughs> is what I'd say to my neighbor. Hey, what do you think they say? Okay, you get rid of those tin cans. I'd be like, well, what's in it for me, right? And then you can start bargaining with your neighbors. Yeah, so he uh, he's like, you know what? You drive a hard bargain, I'm going to take this goat. I just made $3,000 today retiring three androids. I'm going to make a $3,000 down deposit, down, uh, down payment. And how then, much is the goat? They don't say how much the goat is, but he's on a- A million dollars. I think a 36-month payment plan. Okay. And like when he sees how much he has to pay per month, he's like, oh, jeez. This this was maybe an impulsive thing to do, right. but he's like, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm depressed lately. This goat's gonna cure my depression. He gets home and he tells his wife, like, "Hey, come up to the roof. You're not gonna believe it." And she's like, "Oh, you bought an animal." Like, Ugh. but then she gets up and she sees this goat. Her depression's cured. She's nice. like, both of their depressions cured. They're so She's happy. Like, oh, finally, our tin can problem is solved, and unf- <laughs> and apparently that's what was causing me all of my uh, yeah, depression. Yeah, I just had all these tin cans. Yeah, that... we didn't know how we were going to get rid of them, but our ship has come in. Um, the the neighbor, I think his name's Bryant, the guy with the horse. He's yeah. like, "Hey, nice goat you have there." He's like, "I'll tell you what, you uh, you get that goat pregnant, trade me a couple of kids for the cult." That my my horse is having. So now it's like, Jesus, see, this guy might wind up with a goat and a horse. Yeah, and he's also got that electric sheep. Now, at this point, he's like, fuck that sheep. Kicked it off the roof. He didn't kick it off the roof, but he's like, I'm not even going to get it fixed. It's an electric sheep. I got mm. a real goat mm. and possibly a horse. If Could I play the, is my it possible right. that the, the goat is an android? That's uh, brought up, but he's like, nah, there's like a reputable place. Um, And the fine for like counterfeiting an animal for selling something is real when it's not is apparently like 2.5 times the price Mm. that was paid. So he's like, nah, like if if people get caught doing that, they can get in a lot of trouble. So pretty sure it's a real goat. Nice. That Um, was my concern. I didn't know. I don't know if this is true or maybe it's only true in the world of Blade Runner, but uh, only uh, boy goats smell bad. Female goats don't smell bad. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's true I bet either. All, all animals, all barnyard animals smell like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably <laughs> relative. But then they're talking about, you know, like they're going to have goat's milk and goat cheese and stuff. So it's a pretty good... They have a lot of reasons to be excited. Yeah. Including both of their <laughs> depression being cured. Uh, his wife's like, let's go down to the empathy box. Let's put out some vibes. Let's fuse to transmit our mu- mood through the empathy box. Uh, so they do that. Uh, but then, oh, no, Bryant wasn't the neighbor. Bryant's his boss. His boss calls and he's like, I got a hot lead on two of these Andes. Oh, come on, man! I just got a goat. <laughs> My wife's fusing with the empathy box right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to those handles, fuse with the empathy box for a bit. I'll get them Andy's tomorrow. And he's like, tomorrow they're gonna be gone, man. Yeah, go get them. And then he's like, ah. 
it would be nice to have two grand. It would really help with this, with this goat, goat bill. Yeah. yeah. They gave him a, a, they threw in a free bag of oats. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he ate the oats himself, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> he holds on, Deckard holds on to the, the empathy box rods. He's like, let me get a go at the empathy yeah. box. And he sees Mercer, and Mercer's telling him, uh, he's like, hey, you gotta go, you gotta go catch them androids. Like, uh, the the thing that everybody ha everybody's gotta do wrong things sometimes, and this is your wrong thing you have to do. How is it a wrong thing? Because he like feels guilty about it, kind of. Hmm. Um, he's a bounty hunter who's kind of like live and let live. Yeah, he's starting to become that yeah. way. Yeah, uh, empathy. Also, when you're in the empathy box or holding on to the empathy box, people throw rocks at you. This is another part that I had to read multiple times and didn't understand if the rocks are being thrown when you're in like empathy box world, but they cause real world wounds because his wife, when he comes home, she shows him a bruise and she's like, ah, somebody threw a rock at me. Uh, and then when he's holding on, somebody throws a rock at his head and like, it like makes him woozy. It hurts him so much. But he's like, I gotta go find these fucking androids. I don't really understand. <laughs> I might've just missed something. Yeah, that, but... That's confusing. <laughs> right. Cause even then it's like, he gets hit with a rock and he's like, well, yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> it's like, well, where the hell did the rock come from? Um, but on his way to go find them androids he's like eh, let me ring up old rachel rosen and because she had offered her help remember mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's like hey i do need your help and i think she's like i'm busy or whatever he's like nah 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 i need your help uh but before we go there let's meet at a hotel let's meet at the hotel oh he's come gonna up do with, the thing i think he's the thing sex with an android yeah, yeah that's the thing that was suggested to him yeah by uh, Resh. Yeah. Which, like, honestly, that's one of the harder things to... I think they say sex with androids is illegal, maybe. Something Should be. like that. There is a lot to be against it. Because uh, it is a weird thing where it seems like the idea of having sex with an android... And this is a world where when you kill an android, you have to get a bone marrow test to see if they were an android or a human. It's like a crazy idea where it's like, no, if they had androids that were that realistic, the first thing they would do is be like, you can have sex with this android. That's what we're selling it based on. Like every android would be a hunk or a babe. And it'd be like, yeah, this android can help you with the dishes. Wink, wink. This is your theory about everything. Uh, well, this and that Black Mirror episode where there was a video game that people... Oh, yeah, it was a fighting game you could have sex in. Yeah. And it's like, like, no, no it'd, it'd be, a be a sex game. game you could fight in. Yeah. Um, you just think everybody's a horn dog like you, Tom. I mean, the majority of the internet is pornography to begin with. Not the majority. I guess now there are, like, bank websites and stuff, too. But... Yeah, now there are. <laughs> In the past year or two, we've been seeing some bank websites. I'm just saying that these are two recent works of fiction that I've read that give uh, humanity a lot more credit than it deserves. So do you think you, do you consider watching an episode of Black Mirror reading? No. That was a good episode, though. Yeah, no, you just said it was a a work that you read. Oh, did I? Yeah. Work that I consumed. You watched it. You watched it. You say you watched it. Content I consumed. I had the subtitles on. I was reading it. I call all things content. She's like, hey, what uh, content are you reading right now? I have to put the subtitles on. Charles Dickens' Great Expectations is the content I'm reading. Yeah. And I have great expectations for it. Mm -hmm. I've had to put subtitles on a few times for the last episode of Succession. Really? Yeah. That's a, like the one feature that I really like on the Apple TV, which is why I watch it on, is you know, there's like a Siri button. Mm-hmm. If you hold the button and you say, what did they just say? It will rewind 10 seconds, put on captions for those 10 seconds. It's like by far the best feature of anything. You know what, Tom? What? There's a button on the Roku remote. That you press that will rewind ten seconds and put captions. Oh, on that's even better. Yeah, then. 
You don't huh. have to. You don't have to talk. You can what rest is, your voice. What is the icon on the button? I would like that because, like, it is a pain that's like now it's going to take two extra seconds for me to say what did he say? Yeah, it's a circle mm. with like an arrow. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great feature. Yeah. Hey, they're both doing great. Hey, kudos to Roku and Apple. Well and done. Whoever else, maybe Amazon has that feature. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, chapter up to chapter fifteen yeah. of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Next week is the thrilling conclusion. Do men dream of goats? Um, uh, I'll answer that question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Next week, uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up, baby. You know what I'm bummed about, Tom? What's that? And somebody mentioned this uh, on Patreon. Uh, who was very surprised that I hadn't seen the movie Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? How long have you been listening? You don't. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, uh, I have Blade Runner on uh, Blu-ray. Let me lend it to you. Um, I would love to accept it. However, um, oh, do you not have a Blu-ray player? No. Get a life. I know. I'm gonna buy one because you bought me uh, Mission Im- the newest Mission Impossible yeah. on Blu-ray. And- well, but that had a digital code too. You yeah. Can watch it. Oh yeah. Digital. I already did. <laughs> uh, Scott Runkle said, "Can't believe Tim has never seen Blade Runner. It's truly a classic. One of the great movies. You're in for a treat. Watch it on whatever your largest screen is. It's very visual for a movie." Uh, I know. I live right near the Museum of the Moving Image. Tom. It's pronounced Scott Uncle. Uh, and. Uh, they like a few weeks ago they were playing Blade Runner yeah. and they were like see it big on the big screen and I was like uh, why would I ever want to see push that push it back a few weeks and I'm gonna be in L A next week Tom yeah that's where Blade Runner takes place until Wednesday mm-hmm. on Thursday there's a screening of it at some at something so wow I would it would have been nice I could have seen it on a big screen wouldn't it have been nice if you could watch Blade Runner on the big screen in Los Angeles. That was really good. Thank you. Nice parodying, Tom. Yeah. What was that? The Beach Boys? Oh, I don't know. Thanks for being a patron. See you next week.